You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hello and welcome to our AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 16th of May 2023. I'm John Herfner from AIB's Customer Treasury Unit and I'm joined this week by AIB Senior Economist John Fahey to discuss recent market events including the recent central bank meetings and the movements on the foreign exchange markets. John, in the last fortnight, we've seen the three main central banks hold their May meetings. Can you give us a run-through of these, starting with the ECB? Yeah, well, generally speaking, John, no major surprises from those three central banks. But in terms of the ECB, in early May, they raised rates as expected by 25 basis points. So this saw the key deposit rate going to 3.25%. Now, it did represent a slowing in the pace of tightening compared to previously uh, because in March, February and December, we had seen uh, 50 base points uh, increase at each of those meetings. And prior to that, we had two 75 base points rate increases last autumn. So overall now, the ECB has implemented 375 base points uh, of tightening in this current cycle, which began last July. Now, one of the key things from the meeting, because there was no surprise in terms of the action taken, was what would the ECB say regarding the interest rate outlook and any level of guidance or indications they would give on that. Uh, And what was clear from the ECB is that they're not pausing. Uh, They still have a willingness to tighten policy, in other words, increase interest rates uh, further. And that's still what is priced into markets there. You know, the markets are expecting rates to get up to a peak of 3.75%. And our house view would be that we think that's where rates will probably peak out in the eurozone at 3.75% over the next couple of meetings through the summer uh, and remain at that level into year end. And, and that's where it's priced by markets. Now, markets uh, are pricing uh, rates falling back towards 3% uh, over the course of next year. We think but they might not get back to that level as quickly as markets are currently anticipating. But what we know from the ECB, should I say, uh, is that they do retain a bias to hike rates further. Uh, and the key thing really is the outlook for interest rates is very much dependent on core inflation and just how sticky that is, that is, and there is upside risk uh, to this at the moment. So that would be a key determinant of where eurozone rates will go. And then I suppose keep moving along to the Fed, John. What came out of that meeting? So in contrast to the ECB, the Fed did open the door to pausing rates. Now, just in terms of the specific decision around the meeting, uh, no surprise, twenty five base points. Uh, as expected from the Fed. So they've increased the target range for what they call the Fed funds rate up to 5 to 5.25% range. So that means the Fed now has enacted 500 base points of rate increases since it started to tighten policy just over a year ago. So there was no surprise in the rate decision. They did open the door to pausing and the markets had been expecting to get some signal of that from the Fed. Now, they haven't guaranteed that rates can't go higher, uh, but their own dot plot, their own interest rate projections do show that uh, the majority of FOMC members see rates at their current level has been the peak and remaining at that level out to the end of the year. So a difference in terms of uh, the outlook from the Fed versus the ECB. The ECB opened the door, or the Fed opened the door to pausing, whereas the ECB is not in pausing mode yet. Now, the Fed, uh, and in terms of where the market is, expectations, there is a contrast there. The market's expected anything up to 75 base points of rate cuts uh, from the Fed this year. The Fed themselves uh, and their own dot plot indicates that they see rates remaining at their current levels into the end of the year. Uh, So there is a bit of a difference between the Fed uh, pricing and what the the Fed themselves are saying regarding the interest rate outlook. 
And John, if we consider last week's meeting at the Bank of England, did they have any surprises, anything the market wasn't expecting? So as I said, generally speaking, all the three major central banks in terms of the ECB, the Fed, and BOE, no major surprises uh, as in the policy announcements were very much in line with expectations. So the Bank of England, like uh, the Fed and the ECB, hiked by 25 base points. So the bank rate has now gone to 4.5%. Now, we didn't get any clear signal from the Bank of England regarding uh, or clear guidance regarding the interest rate outlook. Markets pricing that rates in the UK could peak somewhere between 475 to 5%. Uh, so that what that means is the market sees at least one, if not two more 25 base points increases. Interestingly, in terms of where we are, so I said that the Bank of England didn't give any clear guidance in terms of the rate outlook, but they didn't try to alter market expectations where the market, as I outlined, is expecting uh, some further tightening from the BOE. So you could see the bank rate in the UK peak somewhere around 475 to 5%, which is where the market's pricing it uh, at the moment. Now, the market is pricing rates by the end of 2024 to fall back towards uh, 4%. So all those three central banks, you know, the key takeaway really once we've gone through all that, John, is that, you know, rates are near their peak at the moment, still have further to go from the ECB and potentially the Bank of England, where it looks as if the Fed is at its peak. Uh, and then in terms of the outlook, uh, the market thinks the next move from the Fed uh, will be a rate rate cuts uh, over the last couple of months of this year. And the market's expecting rate cuts from the Bank of England uh, and the ECB uh, next year so that's the outlook so in the near term either rates are at a peak or could go slightly higher uh, and then as we move towards the end of the year into next year uh, market expects rate cuts and it's pricing rate cuts from the fed this year and the ecb and the bank of england over the course of next year but again you know that's what's markets expecting that doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen and the key driver of what will happen regarding rates will be what happens in relation to core inflation. That's your underlying inflation rate when you strip out volatile components like energy and food. And all those three central banks want that underlying inflation rates uh, to be down on a downward trajectory on a sustained basis uh, towards 2%. So they're all paying very close attention to that underlying inflation data. And that will very much determine uh, where rates and the direction of rates over the next 12 to 18 months. And John, turning to the currency markets, that complicated picture you're kind of you've outlined there of expectations versus what the central banks are saying, and indeed the big focus on inflation has seen some movement in the currency markets. Like so, last week's eye would have been drawn to the strength of the dollar had, particularly against the euro. But if you ever look over the last month, the euro has weakened probably by about a percent there thereabouts against both the pound and the dollar. What are your thoughts on what's really going on in the currency markets at the moment? Yeah, as you say, last week, the dollar got a, a boost from, you know, there was just a bit of caution on markets. There was a bit of uh, more negative news flow in relation to U.S. regional banks. And obviously, the U.S. debt ceiling issue is there in the background, too. And the deadline is, is looming as we come up to uh, early June in that regard. So, th so that's helped the dollar. But you, as you say, over the past couple of weeks, the euro has been on a bit of a weakening trajectory. And interestingly, despite the you know the relatively hawkish communications from the ECB two weeks ago, in the immediate aftermath of that, uh, we did see the euro uh, start to lose ground against sterling and the dollar. So in level terms, uh, that's reflected in the fact that euro dollar is below 109 uh, and euro sterling uh, is close to 87p, having traded at a low of 86.6 last week. Uh, so it's 
couple of things going on there. There's a bit of dollar strength, uh, some euro weakness. But even sterling last week, we did see it uh, drop back below from the 126 against the dollar down towards below the 125 level. But overall, there's a bit of a softer uh, trend to the euro uh, over the last couple of weeks. But we think as we move through the summer into year end uh, that the euro can see some renewed uh, upward momentum because it's likely to be the case at that stage that Fed will have paused interest rates and it could actually be starting to uh, cut rates, uh, whereas the ECB could still be hiking interest rates. Uh, and at the same time, that uh, US regional bank issue and a potential for the, for a credit crunch uh, could have a dampening impact uh, on the US economy. So all those things combined uh, lead us to a bias uh, for euro to trade higher against the dollar into year end. Whereas euro sterling, we see it remaining in the trading range as it's been at the moment, which has roughly been in an 86 to 90p trading range uh, over the course of this year. So we don't see any major breakout of that range. Uh, so it's more euro dollar, uh, some gradual uplift, getting back above that 110 level, getting towards 111 potentially 113 into the end of the year uh, on the back of that diverging interest rate outlook. And John, moving uh, to the week ahead, is there any major data this week or next? Do you think they'll be moving the currencies in a particular way or do you think that the broader story is what's going to continue to be the driver? I think the key driver of markets at the moment is going to be what's happening from an investor sentiment risk aversion perspective. And that's very much tied into US centric news flow uh, around US regional banks and also that debt ceiling. And we're getting close to the early June deadline. So it's likely that negotiations and talks will go right to the deadline from that perspective. So we're probably likely to see markets remaining very nervous uh, over the next couple of weeks into the beginning of June. So that's likely to be the main driver of markets generally in the near term and currency markets too. So you may see safe haven currencies such as the dollar, the yen, and the Swiss franc benefit if there's a lot of risk aversion, a lot of nervousness. Uh, on markets. So that's likely to be the key driver. In terms of the specifics for the week ahead, it's a relatively quiet day of the week. We do have retail sales out in the US, so that's always a pretty closely watched metric and industrial production data there as well uh, for April. In the UK this week, we get a raft of labour market updates for the first quarter. So there is some wage growth data there, which is Bank of England will closely digest as it looks at that interest rate outlook uh, for its future policy decisions. Eurozone calendar is pretty quiet. It's industrial production data, uh, but it's lagging the uh, US where that data is for April. The industrial production data of the Eurozone is for March. So the data calendar this week isn't likely to be a major directional driver of currency markets. And now we do have a lot of central bank speakers out as well. So even though we've gone through the three central bank meetings now, there are uh, a lot of speakers out this week, including the heads of the three central banks. Uh, that's uh, Fed Chair Powell, BUE Governor Bailey uh, and ECB President Lagarde. Uh, so there is always the risk of headline risk from those comments. But generally speaking, over the last while, futures contracts and market expectations have been fairly settled or where, around where they see rates peaking uh, and where they see the directional change, as we outlined earlier in our discussion. So I don't see the data calendar this week being any sort of a major directional dial mover uh, for the currency markets it may be more so around what's happening general risk appetite and investor sentiment whether it's a very risk averse backdrop or whether it's a, a more positive nature to the market backdrop is the key driver there john my thanks as always for your comprehensive update and a big thanks indeed to our customers colleagues and listeners for joining us on our podcasts to stay up to date with our latest market developments please subscribe to AB's market talk wherever you get your podcasts Take care and good luck. 
Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.